Is anxiety something that you've experienced? It seems like it's becoming more and more common to hear about people struggling with anxious thoughts and overwhelm. Why is that? What is our body trying to communicate? You know, perhaps anxiety isn't the problem, but how we are responding is the true issue. So in today's episode, I'm chatting about what the anxiety is really saying and how to start listening so that you can address the root cause and experience more inner peace. Are you in a season where you're longing for more, desiring inner peace, hoping for more authenticity in relationships? Perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside, like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change, and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd. I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic, healing connection. First, within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected Podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. So lately, I've had so many clients and friends and colleagues, coworkers reach out to me or to share that either they've been dealing with more anxiety or their kids are feeling anxious. I mean, even in our children alone, I'm seeing spikes of anxiety across the board at different ages. And as I'm observing this from an interconnected approach, I can't help but ask some curious questions. You know, what's happening right now in our culture, in social media, in entertainment, in the news that's contributing to these high levels of anxiety? I mean, I think the answers are obvious, right? We're in a season and a time where We are exposed to more information than we've ever been exposed to, where we have access to technology in ways that we never have before, where just the sheer input into our systems is beyond really what our human capacity has ever known. And I just think it's interesting to think about how God originally intended our design And were we really created to access and know about all of the tragedy and trauma around the world, the catastrophes, the natural disasters, the terrorism, were we made to handle that at once, immediately, all the time, 24-7? I mean, just think about that. Think about historically how that's never been the case. You know, until we had social media, until we had uh, live news feed streaming. I mean, even just in the last few weeks, um, the manhunt that happened 
in Pennsylvania after a prisoner escaped. I mean, that went on, I believe, for almost two weeks. And it was like a live stream of watching the search team trying to find this man who was armed and hiding in the woods. Um, I have several friends who live in that area from where we were in, in Pennsylvania, and even friends who had family members who were literally within the perimeter that was marked off. And I just think about the idea of like, when we're constantly exposed to things that are stressful and traumatic and overwhelming, you know, of course we're going to experience anxiety. And I think it's important to first define what, what is anxiety? You know, what is anxiety and how does it show up? So I believe when we look at both stress and anxiety, this idea, and I'm, I'm a visual person, so I kind of want to paint a picture for you. I want you to just picture if you were sitting in front of me, I would hold my hand up and say, okay, this is your capacity as a human. This is the, the amount of information and demand that your human body, mind, and spirit can handle. And then you're going to see my other hand go up even further in the air. This is currently the demand that is surrounding you. This is what you're exposed to on social media. This is what, what is being required of you in your life. And often when it exceeds your capacity, that is when we experience stress, overwhelm, and anxiety. So what is being demanded of you and in the input that is bombarding your system is beyond what I believe God intended for you to live. And so whether that's world circumstances, whether it's maybe even your personal life, maybe you have a lot on your plate right now, or for me, you know, making the transition from being a stay at home mom to a working mom, just the demand of managing a counseling practice and managing also simultaneously raising four kids and, and caring for my home it's, it's beyond what my demand and capacity was in previous seasons. And so I've experienced anxiety in that transition. You know, maybe you're in a season where things feel financially stressful, or maybe you're going through challenges in your marriage, or maybe things in parenthood are feeling hard, or maybe you've had a big job transition. So anytime we have demand in our lives, that's exceeding either our capacity to manage it or the speed at which we can process it. So sometimes th things happen unexpectedly or sometimes it happens quickly and our mind or body or spirit can't actually process it at the speed that it's happening. And when that's the case, often anxiety shows up, you know, often overwhelm and stress shows up. And so I think it's important to recognize that. And I, I think also, you know, that's kind of the logical part of anxiety. I also just want to speak to the spiritual implications of anxiety, because I think sometimes when our anxiety seems maybe unexplainable or we just kind of have this like undercurrent, you know, this undercurrent within our system that's saying, hey, something's not right or something feels off. For me, I've shared in previous episodes about the season of pregnancy after we had just moved back to Fort Wayne in Indiana. And we obviously had made a big move out of state. We had purchased our first home. So that was a huge financial commitment. And we were 
also just sort of unsettled in that season, you know, after we made that big leap of faith and felt like God was calling us to stay in Fort Wayne, there was so much unknown. We were living with my in-laws for a season, which obviously was an adjustment. And we didn't know where we were going to live and being pregnant. (laughs) I mean, the desire to nest and be settled is so strong. And I never had that. I mean, I had the desire, but I wasn't able to really settle because we didn't move into our home until we had a three week old baby. So when my second daughter was three weeks old is when we closed on our house. And so the end of my pregnancy, I started experiencing so much anxiety. I think looking back, my system was just longing for security and being settled. I wanted to nest. I wanted to set up the nursery. I wanted to be organized. And I just couldn't because I wasn't in my own space. And so in that transition of not feeling settled, I was also just dealing with some parenting things um, with my first daughter Um, she was still a toddler. She wasn't even two, um, as we were preparing for my second daughter to be born. And, and so I just started getting anxious about even leaving the house, you know, and, and starting to feeling like more controlling around bedtime. And, you know, when we feel anxious, we often go into control because that's our system's attempt to keep us safe and to try to say, Hey, if I can control this thing, then the things that feel out of control or overwhelming, maybe won't be so hard, but it just escalated, you know, as moving into a new house, then being surrounded by boxes, like every single day I was surrounded by the reminder that the demand in my life exceeded my capacity. I, I, I think I was honestly surrounded by boxes for the first year. I think I still had boxes even in my living room that I hadn't unpacked because I was transitioning from one to two kids. Again, new house, Nate and I were in the hardest season of our marriage. And so all that being said, I think when we're approaching anxiety, I often see people fall into a few common traps, a really frequent phrase that I hear in my counseling sessions is that people refer to anxiety as my anxiety, like my anxiety is showing up, or this is what my anxiety looks like right now. And I I just think it's important to recognize if you've been experiencing anxiety, especially for prolonged periods of time, it sometimes becomes a part of your identity. And when you speak about it, like my anxiety, it's almost a part of how you just think you are wired. And and honestly, sometimes people even embrace it as a part of their personality. And I really want to shift your paradigm about that today because this is leading me to point number one. Anxiety is not who you are. Anxiety is not the problem. It's a messenger. It's a messenger that's showing up in your nervous system saying, hey, something's not right. We're either living beyond our capacity or there's just an unsettledness of of living against or in contrast to our design. So what message is being communicated by the anxiety that you're experiencing? And how can you actually start to listen to what that anxiety is saying and respond to it accordingly rather than continually bypass it? Because when we only focus on the symptom and we make anxiety a part of our identity and we just accept it as a part of who we are or how our personality is, we're actually missing the message that's trying to be communicated from the anxiety. And the anxiety is saying, 
you are living beyond your capacity. You are trying to take on more than you were intended to handle. You're being exposed to more things than your system was designed to contain and process. Or maybe you're you're not honoring what God has been leading you in, and you're trying to continually bypass what the Lord has been guiding you in in this season. Or let's be honest, sometimes things are just out of your control. And it's not even something you're doing wrong or you're missing God or you're not hearing him. Maybe it's just an unsettledness that the way things are in the world are just off. It's not how it's supposed to be. We were intended for the garden. We were intended for connection. We were intended for peace and a slow rhythm of life. And yet we live in this high, high, high pace culture, this fast pace of living that is sometimes just to the point that it's not even sustainable. And so therefore our anxiety, the anxiety is showing up because it's saying, Hey, this isn't how it was supposed to be. And so that leads me to point number two, stop focusing on the symptom of anxiety and start addressing the root cause. And so if we're looking at why anxiety is showing up, that can lead us to the root cause of that. We are living beyond our intended design. Maybe we're trying to process and consume information outside of the boundaries that God has set. And so when we look at what it means to live within God's boundaries, to live within his design, that means that we need to listen to the fruit of what we're observing inside of us. So the fruits of the spirit are love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. When we're living in communion with the father, we're experiencing those fruits of the spirit. When we're not experiencing those fruits of the spirit, often that's indicating a disconnection from God or living beyond God's boundaries and his his intention. And so when we expect ourselves to do more than we're capable of, we're going to have anxiety. And I was having this conversation with myself and with the Lord, honestly, in the last few days. And I've been thinking about that. I mean, I am the type of person who has generally probably a high capacity. Like most people will look at me and be like, Amber, how are you doing all the things you're doing? And I've typically just been that type of person who can handle a lot and I can generally handle it well until I can't. And then basically I break down and unravel. (laughs) And so it's a fine line for me. Like I have to be honest with myself when, when anxiety is showing up because anxiety for me means Amber, you've already been pushing it and now you're pushing it to the extreme and you're about to approach breakdown. And so I've been thinking about that because I've had some massive shifts and changes in my personal life with the rhythm with my kids and you know, obviously school starting and my, uh, son just started a new, a new preschool and, you know, all these changes and things that are happening. And I shared last month that I had a big shift in my counseling practice and I have moved into a new space, a new building with an incredible team of doctors. I'm now partnering with a naturopathic doctor and chiropractor and other integrative practitioners. I've hired two new counselors. I'm really excited to share more about that in the coming uh, weeks. And so I've been training them and integrating new systems. And Nate and I just made a really big decision to expand our business 
and invest in some new opportunities. And so I am juggling a lot and, you know, I sat down with my assistant yesterday and kind of having an honest conversation with myself of like, here's everything you've written on your to-do list, but here's what you're actually doing every week. And so every week I, you know, brained up my to-do list. And then at the end of every week, I recognize, oh my goodness, I think maybe I only did 10% of my to-do list this week. Why is that? I'm not lazy. I'm not, (laughs) um, avoiding. I just, when I'm writing down the amount of things I'm putting on my to-do list and the time that I actually have is not congruent. And so I'm not being honest with myself because every single week I'm writing things down that are literally not in my capacity with my current schedule. And so one of two things needs to happen. I either need to take things off my plate or I need to expand my deadlines or I need to be honest with myself about what's within my capacity. So if this is you, if you are the type of person who writes a to-do list every week, and then at the end of the week, you still have tons of things you haven't crossed off. You're either over committing or you're not being honest with yourself about what your capacity is. And usually when that's the case, those are the type of people who experience anxiety. And I'm again, speaking to you from being in this process myself. And so I've had to pivot, you know, we, we had some honest conversation yesterday about, okay, what do I need to really prioritize? Like what is most worthy of my time? And for me in a season that I'm recovering from brain fog, I've got to focus on the things that require the most brain power early in the morning. Cause that's when I'm most clear and most efficient. And then I had to really space out some of the projects I'm working on. So I'm just giving you some practicals of what is my anxiety communicating? And instead of being like, oh, this is just my anxiety and this is just who I am or how I am, I can own, accept that I'm someone who expects myself to do more than is probably healthy and good. And so when the anxiety shows up, I say, oh, thank you, anxiety for showing up. Thank you for showing me I'm going beyond my capacity. I'm going to start listening to you. I'm going to slow down. When my chest starts getting tight and I'm waking up at night and my mind is racing when I try to go to bed, instead of just saying, oh, it's just my anxiety and going and suppressing it, I'm actually going to listen to it. And that kind of leads me to just a side note I want to make real quick about medication. I believe that medication is a really helpful tool and it can be a key component of helping someone have the support they need to work through hard seasons. And so I'm open to medication. I embrace a holistic approach to it and an integrative approach to it. So I don't believe medication is a means to an end. Like where I have an issue with medication is when someone has something like anxiety, they take a med and then they just move on with life and continue at the same pace that they're at. Well, when you do that, you're actually ignoring what the anxiety was showing you in the first place. So if you have anxiety and take medication and then never address the root issue, you're just suppressing the anxiety and you're basically saying, messenger, I have no time for you right now. I don't want to hear what you have to say. So come back later. And so what happens then when those people try to go off the medication is the anxiety comes right back, of course, because you never address the root cause. And so I'm not anti-medication, but I am anti-medication without addressing root cause. And so whether you're on medication right now or considering medication, please take the time to sit with the anxiety when you, when you have the capacity, and maybe it's not right now. 
There's times where you literally just don't have the capacity to sit with it. Maybe you're just so overwhelmed that you don't have the space. But when you do, please tend to it because it's speaking something. It's trying to share a message. And and I want you to pay attention to that message because it's important. You need to address the root cause. Otherwise it's just going to keep popping up every time you go off meds. And so as we tend to the anxiety, we can actually learn from it. We can learn from what our mind and body and spirit is communicating. What are the intrusive thoughts you're having when you start to feel anxious? How does anxiety show up in your body? What is it saying? And I was just talking to a mom the other day, a working mom who was sharing, you know, about how her kids were struggling with, um, with anxiety. And, and so then I started thinking like, you know, I get, I've honestly probably had five people in the last week reach out to me about one of their kids having anxiety and what to do about it. Okay. Same concept. If your child is having anxiety, what is their system trying to communicate? You know, what needs to shift and change? What's being expected of them that's beyond their capacity? Are they overexposed to screen time? Are they overstimulated? Are they getting enough sleep? Are there, is their system being nourished? Do they feel out of control with things that are bothering them or overwhelming them? You know, for, for a working mom, especially for maybe toddlers who don't fully understand um, your capacity and your schedule, you know, maybe the anxiety is just saying, Hey mom, I miss you. I miss my mom. And I don't ever know when she's going to be home. And so anxiety might show up as tantrums or meltdowns for a child. And so again, we don't just say, Oh, it's just anxiety, treat it and move on. Let's listen to it and also have strategies to know how to cope with it. And so that leads me to point number three, How are you listening to your anxiety? Are you slowing down enough to hear what the anxiety is trying to communicate? And even a simple way that I connect with God in this is when I start to feel anxious, I say, Lord, what do you see? What is this anxiety trying to show me? In what ways am I not honoring my design? What do I need to lay down? What do I need to let go of? Your body and your mind are always speaking to you. Are you really listening? And what do you do about the anxiety? I'm going to highlight some just quick tips for regulating because I think that's important. Deep breathing is so helpful because that gets you into your body and slows down your nervous system. I was just talking to a friend the other day who we were talking about weighted blankets and I'm looking into getting one for one of my children. And I think that that's really helpful. The research behind weighted blankets literally calms the nervous system, especially for kids. I think that's an important thing to consider. Look at your schedule. Do you have margin in your schedule? Are you honoring Sabbath? Do you have space to actually be human and catch up on life? Or are you just maxed out all the time? That alone will contribute to anxiety. Is there a disconnection in your relationships? Are there relationships you need to tend to? Is it your marriage? Maybe you're feeling disconnected from your spouse. Is it friendship? Is it hurt in family relationships? Something that you've been avoiding that needs to be addressed. That will cause anxiety. Are you not nourishing your body? Are you not moving your body? That can cause anxiety if you're not physically moving out the hard emotions every week. 
How much are you being exposed to in the news and social media? What's all the input going into your system? I was noticing myself the other day scrolling on social media and, you know, you can scroll past natural disaster. Oh, this person just was murdered. This assault just happened. And then you just keep moving on. And I just, I had read maybe three or four things in a row that were like either overwhelming or traumatic. And and then, you know, you scroll on to like your friend's kid's birthday party pictures. And I'm like, that's so dysfunctional. <laughs> like, can you imagine just sitting in the room with someone and they share something traumatic or, you know, they talk about a natural disaster and you just literally move on and move on and move on and move on. Like that's so, that, that that's just not how you were wired to live. It's so dysfunctional. But yet that's literally what we're doing on social media is our brains are moving from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And often things that are overwhelming and stressful and beyond our capacity. And yet we don't give ourselves any time to process it because we're scrolling. We're scrolling past each one with no time to process. And so that means every natural disaster and trauma and shooting and sad thing that we're reading is then little pieces of information that are stuck in our nervous system. And then we go to bed and then we wake up and our chest starts to hurt and we get a migraine and, and we're feeling stressed. You guys, we have so much input in our system that we're not processing. And I have a love hate relationship with social media for that reason. I think it's an amazing tool that we can access incredible information that can be helpful and life-giving but it's also very addictive and it also expose our, exposes our mind and our nervous system to things that we weren't meant to carry. And so I want you to look at those things, listen to your anxiety. If any of that resonates with you, take some time to reflect on that this week. So here's the big idea for today. Anxiety is a messenger from your inner system that is communicating things are off balance that you're living contrary to your design or that something needs to be tended to, something needs to be processed. Start paying attention and listening to it as it comes. Make changes to honor your own limits. So here's what I want you to reflect on this week. What message is your anxiety communicating? Are you really listening? Have you found an identity in your anxiety? Reflect on the fact that it doesn't have to define who you are. It's just a messenger. And if it's something you've been struggling with for long term, I want you to have hope that you can be free from it. It is possible with the right support, the right tools, the right intention. If you've never addressed it, if you've never gone to counseling, now is a good time to consider that. And I am excited to share that my counseling practice is expanding, as I mentioned. And even if you don't live in Fort Wayne and you're looking for support virtually with counseling, I would love to provide more information. And you can check out the link in the show notes if you're looking for a virtual counselor. I have an incredible counselor on my team who does have capacity, who I just brought on board and would love to help you process that. 
what's your next step to really listen to the messages your body and thoughts are communicating? And how do you make change and honor that? I also want to give you a reminder that I'm doing a masterclass coming up with Michaela Bell, who I had on the podcast a few weeks ago. We are going to be talking about all things inner peace. She is a certified life coach. Obviously, I'm a counselor and we are a dynamic duo. We're going to be doing an hour and a half masterclass with an opportunity to stay with us and do an extra hour of Q&A. We have spots for 10 people for VIP tickets. So you can check out both of those things in the show notes below. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for sharing the space with me today. I want you to know that God sees you. You are loved, valued, and important. If this podcast helped you, it would mean so much if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and text or post a screenshot with your friends who can join our mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed life to be interconnected. I'm cheering for you. We are in this together, and I look forward to next time.